I'm Trish. And I'm Thaddeus, and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast. Hey guys, thanks for hopping in and listening to us today. We are going to dive into the subject of the heart and how God is fully knowledgeable of our heart and he has intimate and perfect knowledge of it. And he knows all the little crevices in the darkness and all of it that is within us. Jeremiah 17, 10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doing. That scripture is saying that God, he is searching our hearts. He's testing our minds. He knows every little thing inside of us. He created us in his own image and part of that is our heart and part of that is our mind but if your heart is like mine geez sometimes there is some dark spaces in there and sometimes it's heavy and it's burdenful and right before where it talks about how God knows our hearts is the scripture in Jeremiah 17 9 that says the heart is deceitful above all all things and desperately wicked who can know it and then it goes in to talk about i the lord search the heart and test the mind and that scripture perplexes me a little bit because it's talking about how you know people say oh bless your heart you have such a beautiful heart or you have so much goodness in your heart and nothing evil could ever come out of that person's heart they're such a good person but yet it's not true the heart is wicked and it's sick and it has to be cleaned and searched and have God sanctify it, really. And, and even when you think about extremes of when there's unfortunate circumstances where there's a, you know, a, somebody murders someone, right? And you hear the news stories of, like, the neighbors and they're talking about, well, he he was a, or she, whatever, was a, was a great person and had no idea or even sometimes with suicides and things like that it's like we had no idea what was going on they seemed just fine on the outside right but nobody saw what was going on on the internal or in the different cases of somebody who you know is a christian and is dealing with certain sins and you would never know secret sins because they hide them and and Yes, they can still be a Christian and sin because we all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. But you you might they might be dealing with something that you would be like, Wow, like if you found out, right? And be totally caught off guard and like I had no idea that that was even something, you know, that you could be dealing with because you seemed on the outside to just have it together. Right. And here's the thing. I think nothing should really ever surprise us that somebody is struggling with it because we are all fallen creatures. We're all fallen. But, but it always beings. happens. Right? Yeah. I mean, there are times when like your friend ch- shares you a story and they're you're like, really, you did that or you struggled with that? Well, heck, I struggle with that, too. And you have that connection moment of authenticity and deepness because we tend to hide those things that are deep and dark within us in that in those places we don't want the rest of the world to see. And so when we find out somebody else has struggled with it, we can even get to that point in our heart where we are judging everybody else for all their wrongdoings. Yet in our heart, we're struggling with the same thing. 
right being hypocrites or not taking the log out of our own eye you know and we're we're condemning someone for doing something but it's like have you looked at yourself lately yeah i think it reminds me of the scripture in matthew 23 where it talks about that woe to you scribes and pharisees for your like whitewashed tombs which indeed appear, appear beautiful outwardly but inside are full of dead men's bones and uncleanliness and then it says even if so you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. It just reminds me of that, like how we can get everything looking good on the outside and we can act like we have it all together. We can say even the right things because earlier on in Matthew Matthew 23, it talks about that. It says, whatever they tell you to do, observe that. Observe and do, but do not do according to their works for, for do what they say and not what they do. And that's talking about the Pharisees because they're saying that, yeah, they might have all the right words and they might say the right things, but really they're not practicing what they preach. And I suppose we all are guilty of that. But that's where the greatness of Jesus comes into our life because it's that knowledge when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, it's that knowledge that we are trying to live in somebody's footsteps and follow the life of Jesus and be like Christ, even though we ourselves are so struggle with sin and we needed the the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ to cover that. And you see that a lot in the New Testament when they talk about the Pharisees. They're kind of like the 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 big shining example of of what we're kind of talking about here of they, you know, were kind of high and mighty on themselves, the the Pharisees, the religious teachers of the time where they were always with Jesus trying to like catch him in something, right? Or, oh, well, it's uh, it's the Sabbath. What are you doing working in the temple or things like that, right? They're just looking on the outside like they're all perfect. They know and follow all the religious laws and everything else. But that's all on the outside. And on the inside, they're just like kind of evil. Totally. We're all totally 100% guilty of looking at people and having in our minds our own social construct and how we think people should behave in a society, whether it's from driving, you know, do you zipper merge, do you not zipper merge, to letting pedestrians cross the street, to putting your cart away at the shopping store, like all of that. We all have our own philosophies of how we think it should be done whether we care or we don't care but the problem is sometimes we judge and we care so much about certain things but then when we get the chance to cheat the system we do it too we just look around at the world and pass judgments easily but the thing is that's a heart issue that's that's in the crevices of our heart but it's easy to look and judge everybody else but yet at the same time justify our anger, justify our unforgiveness, justify our pride, justify our jealousy and all the other heart issues that are not outward on us, but they're all those inward things, those deep, dark things that we carry around in our heart. I know a while back I I was having this dream repetitively of a house basement that was dark and I was really scared to go down there. And Anyways, I reached out to somebody who I know who kind of has understanding of, of dreams or whatever. And they were telling me it was similar to like my heart and that God was probably trying to show me something in my heart that was 
something I was scared to deal with and confront, but yet God was wanting me to confront it. And of course, when that person was sharing with me, their understanding of my dream was it made perfect sense. And it reminded me of the scripture, Psalms 139, 23, where it says, search me, O God, and know my heart, try me and know my anxieties and see if there's any wicked ways in me and lead me in thy way everlasting. And the thing about Psalms 139, it doesn't matter how long I've been a Christian all throughout my life. Psalms 139 is a very hard prayer to pray. Um, I will say this, David wrote it, and in that time, if you read all of 139, which I really encourage you to do, it you know talks about David being at war with his adversaries and struggling with hatred towards them, and you know does God hate them like he hates them? And it's just kind of that internal battle that David's having, but David says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And anxieties and in this context to me are things we're fearful of, things we're not allowing God to be entrusted with, things that we're trying to take into our own hand. And what is that in your life? What is that in my life? What is it that if God were to take it away today, I would be okay with it? Is it stuff with your family? Is it stuff with your academics? Is it stuff with your work or whatever it may be in your home? Where are you anxious? Where are you having a hard time trusting God in your heart? Is it on forgiveness? You know, I don't know what it is for each of us, but praying and asking God to search our hearts, we all have things in our hearts that can be cleaned out. And what Trish read in Psalms 139, you read 23, right? Yeah. And then it goes on in 24. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. So it's that... You know, it's it's that prayer of like, yes, search me, right? Know, know what's going on. You already do. But then show me. And right? seriously, such a hard prayer to pray. Show me what it is. Yeah. And, and it is hard. And that verse, you know, it, it's something that it, to me is easy to remember. But it, it's also, I'm sure there's other songs too, but I know there's like a, a Hillsong United song that's called Search My Heart. And it's a good song, and it's it's literally you know talking about you know search my heart, search my soul. It's it has to be taken from that scripture. I don't know if they've ever said, but I would assume so, right? But it talks about you know you know have my life, have your way with me, right? Hear my cry, hear my prayers, give me strength, give me grace, right? On and on, and like then there's a repeating of without you I am nothing. Like it repeats and repeats and repeats, and that's where we are. You know, if, if if it wasn't for God, and like Trish was saying about all of Psalms 139, where David was at, I mean, he says in there, you know, you, you always hear about in Jeremiah talking about before, you, you know, you before knew you me, but you I knew mean. me before, you know, you were born, etc. I mean, David is along the same lines in one, Psalms 139. It says, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Right? So, I mean, David, in that whole scripture, is like, in part of it, he's like, everything's so complex, I can't understand it. But at the same time, he's like, I do understand, like, you did all this, and you know all this. So... As you're searching my heart, let me know what I need to do to fix it. 
So read 139. I'm not kidding you. You will be so blessed by it. I love, I'm just going to read you the beginning of it. Psalms 139 says, Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have hedged me behind and before. You laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is far too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Oh, where can I flee from your presence? If I send into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness not, shall not hide me from you. But the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. Basically, that is just beautiful. And then it goes into what Thaddeus is saying about how God created us in our mother's wombs. And it's saying that there's nothing, there's nowhere on earth we could go, no dark place we could ever go, that God would not know us. He would not see us. He would not know our thoughts from afar off. We can't get away from his presence. He knows us all together. And I just think it's a beautiful, intimate reflection of who God is in our lives and how intimately acquainted he really is with us. We, in our mind and our heart, can't even comprehend that. It is so hard to comprehend a creator who is that close to us. And when we think we understand it, we really know nothing. Because we're trying to understand something that we can't really understand, but just the glimpse of it and the the beauty of it is just so mind-blowing to me. I don't know. But I want to challenge you guys that this is part of our sanctification process, part of our process of becoming more Christ-like, more Christian, is this prayer and making this prayer of asking God to search our hearts part of our life quite often. I'm not sure it's an everyday prayer because what I've noticed with God when he searches our hearts and when he cleanses us, it's a process and it's something that we do. And I remember hearing once that it's a spring cleaning that you, you know, you don't deep clean your house every day, but you do it, you know, you go through and you do the spring cleaning. Maybe you want to deep clean your heart more than once a year, but it's one of those prayers that you pray and it's a difficult prayer. When you pray it to God, he will, I believe he will do it for you. He will show you those things that are offensive to him, those things that he wants to refine. And the thing about God is he's, he's pretty gracious and he's merciful. So he's not going to say, church, you have X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, E, F, G wrong with you, but he will show me G or B like he's going to be gracious to me and, and work me through the things that are offensive to him and the things that are not Christ-like. And, and we have to be willing to take what he gives us. Right. So when, when we're asking him to search our hearts and to make it known to us, you know, what, what's wrong in our hearts, right? What do we need to do to fix it? We need to take that. We can't just take what we want to hear. Right. It asked if he's showing you something, that you need to fix in your life, you need to try to fix it. 
you can't just be like, well, can you show me something else? Because I don't want to fix that part. Yeah, and, and that, that goes into a bigger subject about hearing the voice of God and being obedient to the things he tells you. But I will say this. I, I maybe cheat a little bit when I say this prayer. When I ask God to search my heart and show me things that are offensive to him or things that don't belong that are not Christ-like, I ask him to be gracious to me and help strengthen me to free me of those things. And I, I do think he's a gracious God, and I and I do think we maybe don't even need to express that, but it, it's something I, it's like a, I, I really need it, God. I I really need to have your mercy and your grace and your strength to walk and try to be like Christ because I I just know how fallen and how human I am and how much I need God's help for those things. Remember, our heart is deceptively wicked, the Bible says. So the more we can try to put those bumpers on our hearts, those hedges, let's do it. So if you enjoyed this episode or any previous episode, please Drop a, a like, a follow on, on social media. We, You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. You could let us know via email at info at fallenshortpodcast.com. Uh, you could subscribe to us on your uh, podcast platform of choice and leave a review if that is an option that would help us tremendously. Also, going forward in the next couple episodes, we're going to continue talking about kind of our heart issues. We were talking about searching our heart today. We're gonna we're gonna kind of go from here and use it as a platform to jump from. So, if you have any prayer requests, feel free to send those those as well. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, I'm Thaddeus, and I'm Trish, and we love you guys. Are you currently doing your own podcast or maybe you're aspiring to start one? If you are, we'd like to encourage you to check out Blueberry Podcasting for all of your hosting needs. We use Blueberry today and let me tell you, it's it's real slick. Uh, works with our website just fine on a plugin. So if you use our code Fallen Short, you can get your first month free. So you can go ahead and click that affiliate image link on our website and get started with your podcast.